So I got a word uh, for today. A couple weeks ago, I was in my uh, prayer time. Uh, we have a little home office since COVID. Janie's got a piano in there, and we have a couple bookshelves with some mementos and just some stuff. And I like going in the office and just looking in. I just like it's where my closet is too, by the way. And I just sit there, and, and I felt like God uh, had I have an outline for my messages for the month of January, but Lord. I feel like you got a word. You got something for Grace Church, something for the church in general, uh, coming out of 2020 and 2021. Uh, if you have something, give it to me. I want to I present it to the people. He took me right away to Isaiah, the 48th chapter. And so uh, I have preached out of Isaiah 48 before, years ago, probably five years ago, maybe six years ago, uh, and not to this in depth or maybe not to this character uh, but I want to walk through Isaiah 48, 14 through 20 here in a moment. We're going to pray. But I want to tell you in words of like prophecy or words of, say, knowledge, it's a little bit different draw on the scripture. If you're new to sometimes the prophetic, it will look like maybe things are pulled out of context. They're not. It's more of a life-giving scripture. Like, wow, this one really really ministers to me. And that's what this word is today. So where we're reading kind of a story in the scriptures, it's not the story content that we're necessarily uh, bent on. It's, the, it's some scriptures that we're going to pull out. And then they become a little bit more life-giving to us. And I'll explain that in a moment. But I want you to recognize, so we're not take anything out of context. We're taking stuff out of the scripture that the Lord showed me that I believe if you grab a hold of it is a promise for you this year. And so, as again, it's important to know because we're very word-based. I don't want anybody thinking that we're trying to take things out of context. But in the matter of proclamation or prophetic for 2022, there will be highlights of scripture that we pull out. And as we pull them out, we We'll, we'll walk through them that way, okay? Again, so we're, we're exegetical in content, but today it's going to be more of a, a prophetic type of word. So let's pray, and then we'll go Isaiah 48, 14 through 20. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We know it's alive. We thank you, Lord, for uh, your people here and watching online. Anoint them, bless them, use them, keep them. Lord, and as far as this, as far as this word is today, take it, Lord, with us. Uh, Lord, let us be hearers of the word and then doers uh, apply it to our life, Father Lord, as we uh, humbly walk before you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen. So what we're going to do a little bit differently this service than I did last one, rather than read the whole text, I'm going to read it verse by verse, and we'll have some highlighted versions in there that you'll, you'll see. You may want to write those words down. If you have a Bible, you might want to circle them. You might want to take a snapshot of the screen. I believe this will help you all year long as a promise that God has made to us as churchgoers, Christ followers uh, in 2022. So verse 14, Isaiah 48 says, assemble all of you and listen. Let's stop there. Listen. Okay, this is God capturing our attention. Would you please listen? I don't know how many times maybe a parent has said that. You need to listen. You know, you got to look both ways and then look both ways again before you cross the street or you got to hold hands when you're doing crossing the street or you got to do those. I'm from the era where we walked to, to school in kindergarten and first grade. And so my mom would say, hey, listen, you know, you got you to make sure that you're walking with some of the neighborhood kids or you're, you're crossing with the lights and 
watch the safety patrol and all those type of, of things. And so you got, you got to listen. I remember when I was younger, I was nine years old, and uh, two of my older brothers, I have five brothers, two of my older brothers, Frankie and Marty, and in our name, in our family, everybody's like IE, like they still call me Marky, and I'm, you know, old. Uh, they, so it's kind of funny when they say, oh, you got to ask Marky about that one. Or it's Frankie and Marty and Ricky and Tommy and, and Marky and Michael, Terry and Peggy. Everybody, my brother Mike, is an IE or a Y at the end. So I went to Christie Heights with my two brothers, Marty and Frankie, and that one's six and one's seven years older than me. So I was nine. They were 15 and 16 years old. My mom said, Frank, you got to make sure that you watch Marky. Uh, when, if you go to Christie Heights, so I remember the story explicitly. We we were we went up there, and Christie Heights was kind of a kind of a YMCA, a community center, rec center, and you're, there was always football games or pool matches or weightlift. There's all kind of stuff going on. It was where all the different neighborhood kids came, and so there was a football game that started up. It was a tackle football, of course, no pads or anything, and uh, so I wanted to play, and so Frankie Marty let me play, uh, and so one one particular play, I remember Frank getting right in my face, and he said, listen to me, because I was going to carry the ball, listen to me, look at me, listen to me, and I'm like, yeah, and he says, you follow me and Marty, and I think in the back of his mind was, mom said, you keep an eye on that guy, anything happens to him, I'm coming after you, because I was the youngest, and probably a little bit, maybe, uh, they would say overly protected, I would say not so much, because I had to grow up with five older brothers, and so you all know how that went down. And so I did. I listened and I followed. I think that's what Jesus is saying right here. Listen. Listen to me for a second. Assemble all of you and listen. There's a couple ways that we can listen. We hear God's word, right? And then when we hear God's word, two, two results take place. One, it becomes a logos to us. It's a logo, a logo word. It's like they say, and I think it can be confirmed, that normally somewhere around a year 15 months, a little child knows the McDonald's logo before they can actually spell or see McDonald's. They just, they know those golden arches, right? Now, if they could just turn the ice cream machine back on, we'd all be okay. They, they see it, it becomes a logo. So we see the cross and we know well, that must be a Christ follower, a Christian, okay? There's a, a logos word. But then there's a, maybe a little bit of a deeper sense, and that's what we're going to talk about today. There's a, there's a rhema word. The rhema word is one that becomes life-giving. And that's this word here. It's, it's listen. It's a, it's a, I'm going, Jesus is saying, God is telling Isaiah, and Isaiah is telling us through his prophetic word and through his prophecy, through his scripture, listen, if you listen, you'll get this. If you'll listen, you'll understand. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall perform his purpose on Babylon and shall his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. And here's what he says. He shall perform his purpose. So I'm sitting at my desk. I'm going through Isaiah and God's starting to give me these scriptures in context as a word for 2022 that if we listen, he will perform his purposes for you. He shall perform them. In other words, we don't have to. And sometimes we want to help God out, right? Sometimes it's like, okay, God, I know you said this is going to happen, but if I can just help you a little bit more. Janie was uh, painting our island. She's been doing some kitchen remodel, and, and she painted a beautiful color. And then by her own words, she said, 
I'm the most impatient person there is. And she had paint on her hand while she was putting the knobs back on. And, and uh, it turned out beautiful and great. And I'm, I'm thinking, that's us as Christ followers. Like God doesn't, happen, doesn't do it quick enough for a lot of us. It's like we're not willing to wait. Even when God said, wait, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They should mount up as wings as eagles. They should run and not be weary. They should walk and they'll not faint. We need to ask God to help us to wait for him. That word patience, hoopamone, cheerful waiting. If we can just wait on the Lord, he shall perform his purpose for us. Again, we're drawing that out because I believe it's prophetic for 2022. Whatever promise God has given you, he will perform. And by the way, if God's promised you something, it's his problem, not yours. A lot of times we want to back it up. We don't, we don't think God can handle it, so we want to step in. I think this is a word for our church saying, hey, let, let's let God. He'll do it on his time frame. And probably many of us are not as patient as we should be. One of my goals this year is not to use my horn. That will be broken sometime this week. I'm prob- I promise you that. But that's my goal. And I haven't, I didn't honk. I mean, I'm going to honk if I like know somebody, you know. But I'm, 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 I'm hoping that I can get through. I have another goal of not buying any shoes this year. And our daughter-in-law, Emily, said that won't make it through prayer and fasting. I love shoes. I, I, have, I don't know why. I just, I, and I'm not going to buy any this year. Through prayer and fasting. <laughs> Listen, he shall perform his purpose. And then I would say in this particular case, over you, whatever your, whatever your purpose is, whatever your plan is, whatever God has told you, whatever he's promised you, he's going to perform that. And if he's given you his word, then it's his job to worry, not yours. If he's given you his promise, then it's his problem, not yours. You walk through that. You say, hey, God, God's going to perform his purpose in my life. Again, we're drawing out. This is the yellow. This is the highlight. We're drawing out those things that I believe are going to be uh, more pertinent to you as you go through this year. So make a snapshot of the scripture. Highlight it in your Bible. Put it on your phone. Recognize that he's going to perform the purpose that he has for me this year. Verse number 15. Then he says this, even I, even I have spoken and called him. And whoever God calls, he qualifies. We learn that out of the gospel. And so we look at, as, as church members, as Christ followers, we look at people who are qualified and then we call them. That's not what God does. He looks at people who are, that he calls and he qualifies them. And if you are a Christ follower, you are called. Christ has called you. So now let him qualify you. We got in trouble when Saul became king because he was tall and dark and handsome and humble. And look how that that turned out. And yet David was out in the field, wasn't even invited to the party where, where just at Jesse's house where Samuel was going to anoint a new king. Why? Because he didn't look the part. God likes when people don't look the part. He wants to call them. 
He wants to qualify them. And by association, if you are a Christ follower, you are already called. And maybe it's not going to be the pastor. Maybe it's not going to be to be an evangelist. Maybe it's going to be someone on your job. Maybe it's going to be a, a parachurch ministry. Maybe it's going to be just taking food to someone who, who needs a meal every now and then. Maybe it is to help in the nursery or some other form uh, church function. But listen, we're all called, so therefore we're all going to be qualified. I have called him. I have brought him and he will prosper in his way. See, when we answer the call of God on our life, he causes us to prosper. And sometimes we don't like that word in church. Well, it's a prosperity message. They need to teach more turn or burn. They need to teach, you know, hellfire and brimstone. And I think there's balance in that. But at the same time, God wants you blessed. Like any good father or mother wants their children blessed or their grandchildren blessed, God wants you blessed. God wants you to be a person that he can look down upon and say, man, they're really handling that situation right. I want them to prosper. In fact, John the Beloved said that your soul would prosper, be in good health even as your soul would prosper, that you would be blessed and in good health, that all these things would start to take place, that you will prosper in your way if you listen to what God has for you, not only today, but every day this year. If you'll listen with intent, if you'll listen with an idea and purpose, okay, God, here I am. I'm going to listen to what you have for me today. Maybe think about reading through the Bible this year. Maybe it's three, four chapters every day. Just read it from Genesis to Revelations. Or if you have the Grace app, you can get on the Grace app and you can have it read to you three or four or five chapters every day. Or you can read it. You just go through the Bible. Listen for what God has to say in your life. You'll prosper. And again, prospering is not always tangible. We would much rather prosper in our spirit, our relationship with Christ. Much rather prosper in knowing that Jesus is the head of our life and our, our home, our church, our community, our, 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 our situation, so he brings that prosperity. Again, not other cars or houses or those type of things. They're nice, good to have, but so that our relationships with Christ and each other grow in a prospering way. Let's go to verse number 16. Draw near to me. Hear this. There he is again. Listen. Hear this. From the beginning I have not spoken in secret. From the time it came here to be, I have been here. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. Now listen. This is really important. Because if God calls you and he qualifies you, he's going to send you. But he's not going to send you alone. He's going to send you with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to make sure that we understand that the Holy Spirit isn't just a Logos terminology, something, something that we're reading in the Scripture. In Acts, the second chapter, and the Spirit was poured out. Isn't it cool? Those guys all got the Holy Spirit. We still get the Holy Spirit today. That needs to become rhema for us, okay? Listen, church, we need to not back out on the Holy Spirit. We need to go all in on the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, that may look different for some people. Some people are going to get the power of the Holy Spirit. They're going to speak with such words of wisdom and utterance, and they're going to, they're going to speak with knowledge. And other people are going to be like that, the, the guy at the football game that just, he won't sit down, he won't shut up, that he's all in, right? It's just going to be, ah, and they're going to scream, and they're going to yell. It's the same Holy Spirit, different facets. Don't let either one freak you out. Well, that guy doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't, he doesn't get emotional at all. You don't know that. <laughs> 
if the Holy Spirit was just emotion, all right, it wouldn't be any good either because emotions wane down. So it's got to be both and, not either or, but it may manifest, the Holy Spirit may manifest himself differently with different people, but, and now the Lord has sent me and his Spirit. See, it's important to know that if God sends you, he's coming alongside with you. There really is another in the fire that we just sang about. But it's not always battle. Sometimes it's just duty and obligation. God calls you to do something. He's going to send his Holy Spirit with you to do it. You know, my wife is one of the most anointed worship leaders I've ever heard of all time. Ever. And I know she's my wife. And you, you can agree or disagree. If you disagree, come see me afterwards. We'll talk about it. Don't even email Emily on that one. Just come talk to me. <laughs> but you know, her, you know her, her hidden secret is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's anointing. It's asking God every day, would you fill me with your spirit? Would you fill me full of your love? Would you fill me full of your, your, your joy, your peace? Would you give me that anointing? The Holy Spirit is powerful church, nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be scared of, nothing to, to run from. But listen, we also have a Logos knowledge. Okay, here's the Holy Spirit. Now we have a Rhema knowledge. Okay, Holy Spirit, would you fill me full so that when you send me, God, the Spirit will go with me. It's important to understand that because as we dig into 2022, we want people that are just prayed up and worshiped up and, and worded up. But we also want people full of the Holy Spirit so God can continue to direct you in areas that he needs you. Let's move on to verse number 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. How about that for qualifications? Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. He teaches us how to profit. And again, we're not talking about just financially, although I believe it's for promotion and it's for increase and it's for blessing and it's for favor, but I want to learn how to profit in my marriage. I want to learn how to profit as a husband, a father, a grandfather, a pastor, a friend, a co-laborer in Christ, a prayer warrior, an intercessor, a worshiper, a, a, a giver. I want to learn how to profit in all those ways and all those things. If I can learn how to profit, then the great greatest teacher, the Redeemer, the Holy One, the Lord, my God, he's going to teach me how to profit. Now, think about that because I take some classes online through some different universities, and I'm excited if, if I see a bio of this professor and I want to take that class or this professor, that class, or there's some, uh, there's some religious leaders out there, and I, I sign up for their classes, and I take one in particular really good guy, and I love his teaching, so I sign up for his class. And it's like, yeah, I, I got in and it's really good. And but the Holy Spirit, third part of the Trinity, by the power of God, the Redeemer is going to teach you how to profit this year. That's powerful, church. That's powerful. I mean, that's a promise from God. And if it's God's promise, then it's his problem. He, he's gonna like, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't, I probably didn't do my best in school. You know what I mean? I like, I, I like school, school was there, but it was also for other reasons, you know, community, fellowship, football, fun, parties, all that good stuff. I wish I had paid maybe a little bit better attention, but the Holy Spirit wants to sit you down and teach you how to profit. 
That's mind-blowing. I taught this particular verse a few years ago, five or six years ago, and someone that I know just grabbed a hold of it and said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray into that. that. That person's income is three times what it was five years ago. I'm guessing it was just the Lord that taught that person how to profit. <laughs> I mean, that person did their part. They didn't sit home, eat bonbons all day long, watch soap operas. They did their part. We all got to do our part. But then God teaches and who leads you in the way you should go. So much power there. Let's go on to the next verse, verse number 18. Oh, that you may, you had paid attention. That was not highlighted, but I really want you to pay attention on that. Pay attention to my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. That word peace like a river, Janie and I have a little place up in the mountains and, and uh, there's a creek that runs down the mountain behind us and then we, there's a little walking path and the river flows down. There's an inlet and an outlet to every river. Otherwise, it becomes stagnant. If it, even if a pond or a lake doesn't have an outlet, that the moss will grow up and algae will grow up and little gnats and bugs, and that'll start to manifest themselves. But if that river starts to flow, and, and we take the kids out there sometimes, the grandbabies, and they like to walk up the, the river against the stream. And even Bo, our um, co-ownership dog with Andrew and Emily, he loves to play in that. Man, he loves to play in that little river. And there, there is a sense of peace whenever we're in that little creek, that little riverbed. And, and, but when I look at this, I think that when peace flows like a river, Jesus said in John 7, 37, that out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Again, there's a Holy Spirit again being activated in our life, being powerful in our life, not being afraid, but using the Holy Spirit in a rhema sense, like, Lord, I just want everything. Would, would you, if you're not afraid to, would you, would you agree, I want everything that God has for me in 2022? Would you, like, I want everything God has for me. Again, that's not just physical or spiritual, financial, mental, emotional, relational. That's everything, right? I want everything. But so what happens when peace flows like a river, when doubt's here, peace flushes doubt out. Peace flushes the negativism out. Peace flushes worry out. Peace flushes fear out. Peace flushes all those things out. And it starts to run through us where maybe even the world thinks that we should be like, man, I should be nervous about this thing. There's a certain amount of peace that just comes in. And here's the thing about peace. It forms a rush. Like you got peace when everybody else is nervous and everything else is going upside down. And all of a sudden you got peace. People look like you, like you're some kind of weirdo. And you just got peace by the power of the Holy Spirit because his righteousness are like waves of the sea. And they rush in and they come back out. And they rush in and they come back out. And that peace is like that steady stream. In our little creek that we, we go down and we just sit. There's a bench there. And we'll just sit and we just watch the water run by. And it's just like, it's like a, there's a peaceful, you know, water and fire sometimes can be so peaceful. And they're, they're spiritual at times. And this is what God is saying to Isaiah to minister to us even this morning. He'll make your peace flow like a river. 
It'll just be so pretty and clean. It will not stagnate. It will not grow any algae or moss. It'll just simply be purity running through you all the way. Verse number 19 then says this, your offspring would have been like the sand and your descendants like its grains. Listen, I know I'm getting older, but legacy, lineage, uh, uh, heirlooms, those things mean an awful lot to me right now. And I, I like the idea that, you know, you can look at somebody and, and you, you can see how they're, they're growing in the Lord. And then you can see how those promises will pertain to even family members who might not be living in the Lord yet, but they will. It's almost like, you know, they have choice but they don't have a chance because there's going to be so much prayer. There's going to be so much Holy Spirit. There's going to be so much power. Your descendants, like its grains, their name would never be cut off or destroyed from them before me. Verse number 20, go out from Babylon, flee from Chaldea. And here's, here's what I want to highlight really quickly here is this Babylon shall flee. And when we look at Babylon, usually in Scripture, there's a negative connotation. And so in my notes, in my parentheses, I have Babylon will flee. What is Babylon? It's addictions, it's curses, it's past, it's failures. It's all those things that, are, that have brought you down your whole life. They must go in Jesus' name because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You are a free son and daughter of the Lord. There is nothing that will hold you up. Nothing at all. Well, now listen, there, there, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be battles. We, we know that. We, we know that that happens. There was battles even in Jesus' life. He had temptations. He struggled in the garden, but he overcame everyone so that he would know how we felt and how we can overcome by the power of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and the fact that we do not love our lives even unto death. What does that mean? When I start to announce it and proclaim it, and I start to talk, I start to, to say stuff that I, I can rather than I can't. And so we, he goes out from Babylon, all right, declare this with a shout of joy, proclaim it, that word proclaim, this is what we're going to do here in a little bit, proclaim, declare this with a shout of joy, proclaim it, send it out to the end of the earth, says the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. So here's the last of probably five or six P words in there is that we need to proclaim it. See, when we get to the point, and it's not the power of positive thinking, but when we get to the point we start saying that it's not ever going to work out, or they're never going to get delivered, or they're never going to come home to the Lord, or I'm never going to get a good job, or I'm never going to be happy, my marriage is never going to work out, I'm never going to be successful. We start saying those things, there's fruit there thereof. Okay, come on back, worship team, whenever you're ready. There's, there's fruit there. So when we get to that point where we're not proclaiming, whatever we declare, the Bible says there's power of death and life in the, in the power of the tongue. So when we declare deadful things, death things, that's what starts to happen in our life because that's where our heart is. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when we start to declare those things, but if we will proclaim it, like this says, again, Declare this with a shout of joy. Proclaim it. Send it out to the end of the earth. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob, of which Jacob is a part of Israel. Israel part of the, the uh, we're in connection with Israel as part of the church. So this is a word for us. Stand with me uh, this morning where you're at. I want you to think about that for a second. Now, he said he would perform his purpose in you. 
He said that he would teach you to profit. He teach you that he would perform his ways. He, he said that he would ask you to pay attention. And now he's saying, would you just start to proclaim what I have for you, okay? And start to proclaim those things. But now, if there's a promise that God's given us, and sometimes we just need someone to agree with us in that promise. Because there's wherever there's two or three gathered together in his name, there will he be in the middle of. So Jesus is right here. But he also says, if two or three of you shall touch anything, lay hands on, then you'll be covered, recovered. You'll, you'll be whole again. So I'm going to ask Marcus and Charity to come up here and Dale and Monica to come up here and, and just stand across the front. And we're going to proclaim during the next worship song, but maybe you need to be here and you just want to, um, you, you, just, you just want to have someone agree with you. You just want to have someone just to, to, to know that, hey, I, I'm, I'm proclaiming this thing, but I need, some, I need the power of, of someone to believe with me. Then we have prayer partners here that will pray with you, okay? And, and, and you might feel just a sense of wellness come over you. You might feel a sense of joy come over you. You might feel nothing come over you, but you grab it by faith. And so we're going to have you, uh, if you want, have people pray with you so that you know that the power of God is, is in you and in this place. So let me pray. We're going to worship. But if you want prayer today, specific to some of these things I just said, purpose and, and, and peace like a river and, and your passion and, and, your, and the presence of God, then you come up and allow our friends to pray with you right where you're at, okay? Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for who you are. We thank you, Father God, for your, your passion for your people your plans and your purposes. We know that you will perform your purposes in each person, Lord, and you'll teach them how to profit, and you'll teach them how to peace and passion. Father, right now, if there's anyone here, Lord, as they, as they walk and need prayer, just help each person, God. Help us to worship you. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you this morning.
How many of you believe God answers prayer in this place today? Amen. I believe there's some breakthrough happening right now. You know how many of us have been through something over the past year. But I believe that the chains are breaking off right now. I believe that God is a God of victory. And I believe that today we are taking back everything that the enemy has stolen from us. Amen. You don't have to live in defeat anymore. You don't have to live in sickness and disease. You don't have to live in fear. You can have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding so that every day you walk knowing that you are a child of God, that you are loved. You don't have to live with the kind of shame that you've dealt with before. You don't have to live in the pain because God is a God of freedom. Amen? Amen. So I believe God has done miracles in this place today. I'm a little upset because of what the enemy is trying to do to take from the children of God. But I'm comforted in knowing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if God is for you, who dare be against you? And as children of God, we can take back everything the enemy has stolen and we can walk in victory knowing that ours, uh, our king is on the throne. Amen? Amen. So can you just uh, appreciate God for what he has done in this place today? Amen. Do you receive that word today? That was powerful. I just want to remind you that this is the year of the favor of the Lord, and we can set the tone for this year even by prayer and fasting. So I want to remind you to come out on every Wednesday if you can. Make it a point to be here. God is going to be here. It's actually going to be downtown uh, on Wednesday at our downtown campus at 630. Alrighty, and so why don't we go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Make sure you get your fasting prayer guides. And if there's anything else that you have, just give it to the Lord today and believe that there is a new season. Father, we thank you so much for the that, that you met us here in this place. That this year is a new year and it is a new season. God, I pray, Father God, that the old things have gone and the new things have come. God, that it is the year of the favor of the Lord and we believe that the blessings and the prosperity of God are on us today. God, and we proclaim it and we claim, God, every good and perfect thing that you have for us. So, God, we go forward into this year, Lord, charged up and ready to go. God, we ask that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit to do everything that you have called us to do. God, we pray all in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Happy New Year. We'll see you downtown on Wednesday at 630. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.